anyway. They were defending for their lives, they were putting bodies on the I did that the other week and I was like, I was on the phone to somebody like ages, like an hour. And I was like, oh, have I not recorded it? Like where I, I'm sure it said it was recorded. And then it went, I usually say it to the computer and it went to the cloud and I couldn't know where to find it. And I was like really stressed out about it. No chance. Computer yeah. all the way. All right, let's begin. Um... Welcome to the WSL Takeout. We're back. It's what I call the Cup Clash Hopes uh, on the agenda today. We're going to do an FA Cup review because there hasn't been any games due to this international break shenanigans. Uh, we'll look at the Manchester City team and their season so far. Um, we'll also look at the Everton team and their season so far. We'll also identify the key players from both teams and Another thing on the agenda, I might as well throw it in. What about me? Has anyone seen Alex Morgan? And we'll talk about <laughs> fixtures ahead and the league table. Joining me again in the CAF. Who is it? But it's Emma from MCW Fancast. Emma, how are you? I'm all right. Thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. A bit, you know, a bit up and down, but I'm okay. I'm okay. Get that good stretch this morning. I did get that good stretch in. <laughs> That good old, uh, good old um, hip flexor stretch. <laughs> Man of my age, you've got to do those things where you can, while you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. That's good. Did you get those stretches? Right, just, you know, let yeah. everyone know, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I start the day. Um, look, obviously there have, there have been no fixtures in the league. But we are eagerly awaiting, obviously, the FA Cup uh, final between um, a certain Manchester-based team, who you support, mm. and Everton. Um, you know, what, what I want to do, because I want to get your, your thoughts on this. And obviously, because we are so balanced on this podcast, I have absolutely no one from Everton. Well, I can say two things. Either I have no friends or I need to do a lot more work in terms of my social engagement. <laughs> it's hard Everton um, Everton fans are a bit quiet but you know what there's some there's some good fans out there on uh, social media and uh, they're actually really looking forward to this fixture at the weekend and I can't say I don't blame them you know it's the first time at Wembley in an FA Cup final for them so it's a, a massive occasion I'm actually really looking forward to it now and I will try and be unbiased well I don't <laughs> believe you but okay <laughs> 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 no, you are always balanced. You're always balanced. No. Um, let, you know, let's run through the, the actual Manchester City results and Everton results this season. Because yeah. it's all about, I think for me, looking at this forget game... Forget about that. It's all, it's a, you say forget about that, but it's really important. It's all about <laughs> the form. And as a neutral... As much as Manchester City have the glitz and the glamour of Sam Mewis and Rose Lavelle and, you know, Ellen White with a goal-scoring prowess and Chloe Kelly with a hop, skip and jump penalties, Everton are on good form. Everton, they look like that bogey team that are just, you know, we've beaten them before, but we're not quite sure. Yeah, that's what's making me nervous. <laughs> to be honest uh, because they've made a really good start to the season and, and like you say they've they've been picking up some really good results and big results as well and yeah they're, they're on form for sure so it's it's going to be hopefully an exciting FA Cup final because I think we need a little bit of excitement after this damp squid of an international break well do you know what I, I mean I pay very little attention to the international breaks I have to be honest and um I have not missed the fact that they haven't played. Yeah. The Lionesses, as far as I'm concerned. I was looking forward to the German, Germany game. I think mm. it would have uh, been nice to have a little bit of possible redemption there if they could have obviously gone on and get the result. But were they looking likely to no do that? No chance. No <laughs> chance. Come on. Come on. Come but on. that England-Germany, you know... it. Obviously, it goes a long way back with the, the men's game. But, you know, there's a little bit of that in the women's game coming through now. And it's, yeah, I was looking forward to it. But it is what it is. What can you do? 
nothing but celebrate okay. and watch and watch someone else. Um, <laughs> uh, right, I want to run through really quickly. It might be a bit painful for you. The Manchester City results so far. Might mute you just for a minute. Oh, oh, you don't need, need to be like that. <laughs> um, right, Manchester City, good start. A 2-1 win against Leicester back in September, tail end. Uh, then they play Villa, 2-0 two, two to Man City again. Um, Brighton is a 0-0. That kind of threw... Uh, for me, I would have thought alarm bells because you're expecting yeah. from uh, the previous season Manchester City to get all three points there. Back to winning ways against Arsenal, winning 2-1. Again, a convincing victory against Spurs and then another convincing victory against Everton. And then after that game, it's the City game. Um, I mean, the Chelsea game, yeah, 3-1. And then the Reading game where, you know, I've listened to your podcast and it's uh, about 20,000 chances yeah. that you had in the game and couldn't couldn't get it across the line. Um, you know, that's not the worst form, but I would say that Manchester City, from a neutral's point of view, from my point of view, it, you're as a fan, you're probably thinking where the goal's coming from. Mm. Yeah, I mean, at the minute it's, it's really hard because, you know, we're creating, but we're not finding the back of the net. And I think that's the most frustrating thing is that we're just not able to, to convert these chances. And we need to start doing it because otherwise it's, you know, the season's going to run away with us and we're not going to have a shot at, you know, hopefully winning the league. You know, this... I mean, we spoke about the competitiveness of the league already uh, on the podcast uh, with you. And I think, you know, we're seeing that teams are improving, uh, teams are showing their worth, um, you know, on the pitch. And, you know, there are teams that are surprising others and picking up points where, you know, perhaps you'd have, you know, City, like you said, City Reading, you'd have probably expected City to go on and get a result there. Mm. I mean, we've always struggled against Reading, but Brighton, you know, we should be doing better, you know, and, and we expect better. And, and I think the team themselves know they can do better. And I think that's where the frustrations are, are just creeping in a little bit because we know we're better than what we're essentially producing out, out there on the pitch. Yeah, do you know, I, I mean, not to, I mean, I want to have a really balanced conversation with you in terms of, of Manchester City and it not just be about what Manchester City don't have enough of. They, there are plenty of talented players there and we, we'll talk about the key players in the, in the team. Um, you know, from from the other side of the, the, the upcoming game, you know, you've got Everton who began with a 4-0 win uh, against Bristol. They then beat Spurs 1-0. They then beat Chelsea 2-1. They then, you know, slap Aston Villa silly 6-0. Um, then they play you, Manchester City, they lose. They draw with Everton. I mean, they draw with Brighton, should I say. They draw with themselves. Could that be something? Um, so as much as you're upset about, you know, Manchester City drawing with Brighton, Brighton have shown the two teams in the cup final that they're not they're not going to go away. They're not in terms of their their pattern of play, their style, their determination in this in this current season. They're up for the fight. Yeah, and I think it's took Holt Powell some time as well to to sort of really start getting the best out of Brighton. And I think obviously you know with the uh, she did get uh, the manager of the month, didn't she last month? I think I believe so, she did. Yeah, so I think. You know, that's obviously um, coming through that they're obviously picking up a, a bit more attention as well in the league. And um, like I said, you know, they're the sort of teams that are, are kind of standing out a little bit at the minute because they've just sort of quietly just built and, and strengthened and, yeah, just showing improvements out, out there on the pitch and, and giving teams games, which I think is what any anyone wants to see. If you're a neutral watching the league, you want it to be more competitive and you want to have uh, a little bit more excitement, I suppose. And I, I think that's what these teams are essentially bringing now to the league. Yeah, they, they are. Well, this is what we want. This is what we, we, we were all talking about 
in, in the tail end of last season and during the summer and everything else that we talk about on, on social media. But when you compare the two finalists, you know, both had, you know, you kind of similar, similar um, kind of pattern of play, similar form in the league. But it, looking at the results, you would say that Everton have been far more ruthless in front of goal. Yeah. You know, they've been far more ruthless. And no one, you know, before the season began, no one would have really, you know, tipped them for, you know, a real challenge in this way or to be, you know, quite successful in terms of scoring goals. You know, Manchester City fans, I know you said you, you're a bit concerned. I think everyone will be looking around thinking this Everton team are going to cause a problem. Yeah, I've seen a poll as well on that. I think, um, I don't know who did it. I don't know if it was like the Vitality FA Cup or if it was um, the uh, Women's Super League. But who do you think is going to win uh, the FA Cup final? And to be honest, it was a very balanced <laughs> poll, to be fair. <laughs> Which, you know... Last season, uh, you know, with the West Ham, obviously City kind of topped that scale. And, and now it's like, wow, we're, we, we really are, are really being challenged now by these teams. And I think in particular when we met them in, in the County Cup um, last month, mm. well, beginning of the month, sorry, still, still in October. Oh, no, yeah, just... <laughs> Where are we at now? I can't, I, days are running away with me. Um, you know, they um, went into the lead. You know, they got the first goal and, you know, we had to come from behind to win that game. And um, they've, Everton have got people, you know, that I've seen come into games and, and make a difference and, and contribute. And City, I think, have really struggled, struggled in that respect. You know, like we came back from behind... Against Reading, it took us a long time to find the equaliser, obviously, with Reading getting that early goal. Uh, I don't think we scored until like around the 70th minute. It, you know, it took us a long time to come back into that game and, you know, um, it was missed opportunities and chances squandered and that was just really difficult for us. And and really, players like White and, and Georgia Stanway, who can... Uh, you know, score has showed us last season that they can really, you know, make a mark. Have, have really struggled to do so this season so far. Mm. Do you know what I wanted to? As you're saying this, I've got a number of questions that I just really kind of come into a form in my head, and I'm thinking: Has the arrival of the American players disrupted? what you thought would have happened? Um, I think, I don't think they've, I think it's quite difficult because I think we've seen like a, a lot of people talk about how strong our midfield are. Um, but I feel like we've really, like Newis in particular, I think she's been really well involved in play um, and she is a really creative player and she's, you know, she's able, she's quite forward thinking and she's, She's had a lot of opportunities, but she's just not been able to either um, convert or, you know, she's hit the bar, she's hit the post, <laughs> you know, she's been so close, she's some, come so close. And I, I kind of feel that um, from what I've seen of Mewis in particular so far, I don't think we've really seen enough of Laval, but from Mewis, because obviously she really started the season with us, uh, I've been quite impressed with the impact that she's made. But I feel that uh, we're quite isolated like I, I don't feel like I don't feel like we're getting the best of the players because um we're almost not able to play play as free uh freely as what we have been in the past um which I think has worked against like teams like Arsenal obviously and you know the the pace um and the play the pass and play that we saw was totally different the tempo was much higher um, and I feel that, you know, we've come up against, against oppositions that have just completely boxed us in and isolated us. And that's credit to them and the way that they've obviously executed their game plans. But, you know, we need to adapt. We need to find a way. Um, and we're just not really seeing that. 
you know we're not find, finding finding that end products and i and i think that's the mean you know a, a third place side a fourth place side or you know those that are punching at the top of the table and i, I really feel we need to find that next level because i don't think we've seen it really just yet yeah you know it's it's it's, it's very interesting listening to what you say because i can see you know I look at this Manchester City team and it's got so many talented individuals yeah. in it. And, you know, I posed the question about, you know, could, could the arrival of two, you know, American players, you know, not necessarily used to the system, mm. um, have disrupted what was already there. But there's also the fact that you, you your long-term manager moved on, new manager, um, a player who was really key last year, I thought, was um, Pauline Bremer up front, playing alongside Ellen White. I thought, those two as a pair were formidable um, mm -hmm. in, you know, causing oppositions all kinds of trouble. Um, and I don't think Manchester City have replaced Bremer in the same way. I mean, Chloe Kelly is a really good, talented player, but she's more of a wing player for me at the They're moment. And she will... That's the problem. They're different yeah. players. And, yeah. you know, Pauline was such a... A, a technically gifted player you know she was really good with her feet and you know she could get you know she could have the ball in the box and create that space for herself to get the shot away and we've seen elements of that in in Chloe Kelly but you know because she's playing uh, down you know the wings and stuff she's not able to really get to those central positions where you know players like Ellen and, and Georgia really should be there, you know. Um, Georgia's obviously um, quite, you know, you don't often see her score in the box. She's quite, she likes to have a, a go from range and, you know, she's done that so well for us in the past. And she's had, you know, ample opportunities. Again, you know, we've seen her um, having similar goals, but just really not finding that end product as such. Um Park has probably got the most potential in terms of coming in and filling that role that uh, role, sorry, that uh, Bremer's left. But yet she's so young, and it, it's a lot to ask of a player of you know, eighteen years old to come in and, and do that. Where you know, Pauline was producing week on week. You know, we haven't really got anyone to fill that gap. I think that Pauline's left behind at the moment, and maybe that was. A missed opportunity in the window maybe mm. that's definitely something we need to look for come january come january oh I, you know as you mentioned that come january i've got things going around in my head <laughs> i saw sam kerr um tweeting something about goals and i thought would manchester city swap sam Mewis for sam kerr would you swap would you swap um no, because I don't think Sam Kerr's producing all that much, to be fair. So, uh, no, I wouldn't swap. I'm quite happy. I would love to see Sam stay on, to be honest. Um, I feel she's, you know, she's bedded in really, really well in the squad. Uh, I feel kind of disappointed that essentially we could only just have her for the year. Uh, I feel like she could really uh, cement herself as part of the team on a, a long-term basis. I know that's not going to happen, but... Um, I, 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 you know, she's she sounds really happy when she's speaking. Um, you know, if, you know, in post-match con press conferences and stuff like that, and the things that she's come out and said, and yeah, I, I feel she she does add something to the squad. I think yeah. um, we've not really saw the best of Rose yet. Um, I'm not too sure if we're getting the best of her. No, that for me. No, I'll be honest with you. Not not from where I've seen her play. No. Yeah, I I don't I don't think we've really saw the best of her yet. But um, I think again we've seen a fair bit of I don't know um, inconsistency. Um, I don't. I think she's the kind of, kind of player that obviously playing out of her best position. Uh, I just don't feel that we're really getting the best of her. But. At the, man at the moment, we're managing, obviously, a lot of players. Um, a lot of fitness elements are coming into it. Um, injuries, too, I suppose. You know, we can't wait, probably, to get Hem back. I mean, she's had such a great start to the season so far. I feel like we're really missing her, too. So, it would be interesting to see um, 
what Sunday will nobody really knows what Sunday will look like for City because we've just seen so many changes. I mean, we saw Alex Greenwood in centre back last week, so who knows where she's going to be playing next week? <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, do you know something? I, 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 I'm being honest with you. I think with um, the whole thing with Alex, I have an I, I have an idea where she could play. But you mentioned about hemp, and I look at her enough when I saw her play last year down at Spurs. And she really had a fantastic game. You know, if she was available and fit, then the answer for Bremer's absence, Chloe Kelly would move inside. Mm. You know, because and then you'd have what you'd you know more of a partnership with Ellen White. I think Ellen White really has been isolated, and, and from that she's become frustrated with the fact that she's she hasn't got the the individuals who are close enough to get the best out of her game. You know, she's a poacher, she's a goal scorer. She comes alive in the box, she's great. You know, and she's yeah. very good at getting in between the lines of the defenders, the centre-backs, and, and, and creating her space to get the shots on goal. Hasn't happened for her this season. And, yeah. you know, you, you want to see a happy Ellen White in a Manchester City. That's when you know that Manchester City are going to cause a problem. At the moment, I look at her and I think she doesn't even look happy. No, I don't know about her not looking happy. I just feel that... Um, you know, again, it's just another play that we're not really getting the best out of. And that's just down to how we're playing and how yeah. our positions are, are forcing us in the wider positions as well. And, you know, that's, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think the like it's just down to the end product. It's just yeah. not good enough. And, uh, you know, Ellen White, like you said, she's such a, you know, she's a poacher. She may as well not be on the pitch at the moment. Do you know what I mean? That, I didn't say that's it. Not, that's, not, no, that's not disrespect to Ellen. I just think when we're not able to play that kind of football at the moment, you know, we're not, you know, that's nothing against Ellen because I love her. I, you know, you want your best striker to be out there on the pitch. She, you know, it's probably surprising to a lot of people that she's not, uh, contributed much to the season in in terms of goals this se- already this so far. Sorry, um, I hope it'll be a different story on Sunday. I, I would love to see her get on the score sheet. Right, I want to say we're going to talk a little bit about Everton, but I'm going to ask you this question: Who are the key players that Everton need to look out for? from that Manchester City team that might start? I kind of feel at the moment um, you've got to be looking to, to Chloe Kelly, obviously. Um, Sam Mewis, I really feel um, at the moment with the opportunities that she had uh, against Reading, um, she could really... If she just gets one, I feel that I'd just give her the confidence to just go on and score more. Um, and if that's her game on Sunday, I feel like she could potentially be um, our biggest asset mm. I think, on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, Chloe, she's got three goals already in the league. Um, yeah. Georgia Stanway's got two. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, not far. And I would actually say Sam Lewis is a key player. To be honest, all of the players. And what I wanted to say when you mentioned Alex Greenwood, um, because she's been she has been used in midfield before, let alone centre back. Mm. I've seen her play in midfield, so I, I think they're young in terms of midfield. To be honest, Rodney, I don't want to throw another player in. No, there. no, 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 no. I'm just you've got so many <laughs> players and options. I just think in yeah. terms of um, I mean, you know she offers that versatility, yeah. and I think that's not a bad thing having that type of player in your you know, within your squad because, you know, I think, uh, you know, and this is just a city, this is everybody, you know, this is championship, this is, you know, FAWSL as well. Teams are managing heavy schedules, you know, at the moment. There's quick turnaround in games, you know, um, and, you know, it's that saying that the games are coming thick and fast. They have been. You know, there's been a lot of games played and there's a lot of games to come. And it is there is an element of it where you've got to think about managing your squad, managing your players, managing their fitness, their recovery um, and all those sort of things as well. And I feel if you have that one kind of player 
within your squad that can alleviate some of that pressure on some of the other players that perhaps are struggling. Um, mm. It's not a bad thing at all. And if we have to see, um, you know, players dipping in and out of roles to, to cover, I think we're going to have to expect that that's going to happen because I think we might see, you know, injuries playing a part just, you know, not just for us, but for other teams as well. I mean, it's already kind of happening. You know, you see it already with Arsenal. So I feel that, that it is potentially a, a concern, you know, for the rest of the season. Yeah, it, it could be. Right. Um, let's move away from the fantastic Manchester City and talk about Everton. And I must stress again, I don't know any Everton fans, so apologies. I do know one, but she's very, very busy. <laughs> She's very busy. Okay, Everton, um, FA Cup finalists. Um, I see them as, you know, posing a real, they're not just there to make up the numbers. I see them posing a real threat to Manchester City's chance of obtaining a trophy. They have some key players in their team. Lucy Graham, four goals already in the league. Yeah. Uh, Valerie Govin, who I mentioned at the beginning of the season, I said that she could be the surprise package in the league in terms of, of strikers. Uh, she has three goals. Then you've got Izzy Christensen. Then you've got Hayley Russell. Then you've got Emsley, McGill. I mean, it, 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 the, the team is put together extremely well. Yeah. They're, they're a well-balanced outfit. Yeah, and that was, uh, I think, Willie Kirk sort of touched on upon, you know, it's took him a while, but he's now working with players that he wants to work with. It's yeah. his squad. Um, and I, I think that is reflective in the performance and the, the standard that we've seen from Everton so far this season. Um, they've, they've been brilliant. And it's credit to, to, to Willie Kirk and his team behind the scenes as well. You know, they've... Yeah preparation for some of the games that they've gone into potentially you know especially against Chelsea uh, was fantastic and they got the job done and they got the three points um, you couldn't ask any more of his team and um, yeah I, I, I go into it with trepidation and uh, um, I know we're going up against a strong opposition you know when we played them in the Conti Cup um, I don't think necessarily the result reflects just how good Everton was yeah it was a 3-1 win for us but you know, there were times where Everson looked like they could have gone on for the win. Um, so we were quite lucky there. And um, I'm expecting it to be another close game on Sunday. You, you, you know, I, I forgot to mention, um, to mention um, we, I was watching earlier the, the Wales-Norway uh, game. So uh, Everton player in there, Mo Wald, was playing extremely well. Um, Poppy Patterson who you know when she left Bristol everyone was kind of thinking where is she going to go is she going to go to Manchester United could she go to Manchester City she goes to Everton really good acquisition for them I'm looking at this team and I'm thinking there are no real weaknesses at all No, you know this, this is a team that in terms of um, WSL league form, they're just behind Arsenal mm -hmm. in terms of, of successive back-to-back -back wins. Yeah. They sit they, second in the league. And they've got a really good balance of players as well. You know, they've got experience, they've got youth, um, and they've got potential right the way through. And I just think they'll they're sort of one team that you could see going from strength to strength and and I, and I really do feel that this season potentially could set them up you know as a, a bit of a building block especially if it brings success and and I think they really will be recognized as a, a real uh, top of the table contender as well yeah I, I would say um I mean I know Watching back, and I've, I know you probably have nightmares about the Chelsea game in terms of how easy um, the third goal was scored. Not um, set weeks, Rodney. 
and and it's got nothing to do with Halloween coming up either. Um, no, but I I just see you know Izzy Christensen in midfield popping the ball around um, with ease. It will be it will it will take a specific task, you know, for players to to ensure that she doesn't dictate the game for Everton. But even if she doesn't, there are other individuals. Um, Rassel has shown that she's a pain in the what's-its. Um, as she is, you know, honestly, she's like an eager beaver. She's just non-stop. So whoever's on that, that right-hand side, Lucy Bronze hasn't been at her, her best because she's still recovering from an injury, you know. And, and this is, you know, we're, we're talking about probably one of the best players in the world, Lucy Bronze. And if she's not on full form, other players will know that she's not on full form and they'll try and eke as much you know, advantage as they possibly can down that flank. But even if they don't, you have the individuals that are in the middle. I mean, Valigovin for me, she's she reminds me of an old school centre forward. When the ball comes across, she's diving for it with her head. She, you know, she's using everything she possibly can to score goals. She's not waiting for the perfect goal for it to kind of land at her feet. She's doing everything and. If your two centre-backs aren't up for that battle when the ball comes across from either flank, then you, I would see Everton having some joy in terms of well, scoring goals. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that we've not done well this season is defend, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, you know, we've conceded goals and we've leaked goals. And, you know, in the Reading game again, you know, it was a set piece that we, we should have done better with. You know, we were stagnant and we didn't do anything and we could have prevented the goal. And that was really frustrating. If we don't learn from that, because Everton will use these opportunities, mm. uh, you know, against us and potentially, again, they're a team that look, you know, really dangerous from set pieces as well. So we can't afford to, to make mistakes in this game if we really want to go on and retain that trophy and you know we've really struggled you know to keep clean sheets I mean that's not the way City like to play and that's you know pretty frustrating but again inconsistency on the back Bonner out we've had um you know Greenwood in you know we we don't <laughs> we don't know where we're up to uh with it all to be honest so again, I, I, you can't you can't predict who's going to be um, our centre backs. I, I'm hoping it will be Stefan and Bono will come back into the the fold again. But um, who knows? Uh, and I, I hope that you know Everton don't take advantage. Of well, us. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm I you know I watched the way Everton play, and I'm sure you have. And and you know when it was the the last game they were up against, and they drew. I mean, they threw everything. Yeah. To try to get all three points and they pressed high. They moved as a block. Their front three stroke four just strangled any kind of opportunity out of the back line there to try if they tried to defend and they moved together. And when the ball comes into the box, there seems to be quite a few Everton players in the box. Yeah. It's not just one per you know, they make sure that there are bodies in the box. Exactly. So they move as a unit. And, you know, um, going back to the, the Chelsea game, Chelsea really, you know, I, I would actually say they put their hand around Manchester City's neck and said, we're not letting go. And they squeezed up high. Didn't give any of your, your fullbacks um, any, Demi Stokes and, and, and um, Lucy Bronze, any joy at all. And I think if, if Everton even adopt 50%, of that kind of style of play. This will be for a really exciting game. The, the game will be won and lost. I look at it and I think, one, obviously chances from either side in the box, but the midfield, Sam Mewis has to be more than just someone who does side to side. I know she's very forward thinking, like you said, but she's going to have to drive with that ball. Mm -hmm. She's going to have to move the team yeah, forward. Yeah, and, you know, that, you know, we have seen elements of that being done really well this season by City but then you know we had really two really good positive games you know with the Arsenal game and um, who did we play after Arsenal? 
Oh, um, did you, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, yeah, let's go back to the info. Tottenham. <laughs> Tottenham, very good result against Tottenham. Yeah, so, and, and they were really positive games, but it, it you know, it, it took us, it's took us a while to come into these games and, um, you know, we've, we've had these games where we've come back from behind and, you know, that happened against Everton. It's happened against Reading. Um, and I really don't want to see that happen again at the weekend. You know, we're, we're not that team. You know, I've not seen City play as many games in a season when they've had to come back from behind. You know, yeah. we're, we're just not used to it. And I, and I can't under, get my head around the reasons why. Um, you know, there are a lot of being a lot of questions being asked of City at the minute, and um, you know, people you know looking at the manager. Uh, people are asking, want to ask more of the players, uh, but I I can't pin pinpoint one specific reason as to why this is happening at the minute. But we certainly need to be on our game and. You know, like I said, like you just said, with you know, corner set pieces, whatever comes our way, we need to be able to defend it a lot better than we have been doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I am looking forward to this as a neutral. I am so looking forward to this game because it's it's going to be a footballing game. Yeah. But at the same time, you know that if these two teams want to take home the silverware, it's going to have to be a little bit of needle. It's going to have to be a little bit nasty because this sets up either team for the rest of the season because there's a marker. You you have a trophy and therefore it's about momentum. Everton have really good form coming into this game. Manchester City have kind of indifferent form, but yeah. it's not the worst. No, but I kind of feel like people will be looking to City for a like a, a reaction performance, you know, like right, you've got to go out there, show them what you can do. And we've not got to let the occasion get to us, which we have seen happen yeah. for City in, you know, um, you know, we saw it last season and, you know, we saw it in the Charity Shield earlier, Charity Shield, Community Shield. Yeah, community <laughs> Shield. Uh, earlier at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, um, I, I don't really want excuses, you know, neither, you know, if, if we're bad, we're bad, but... You know, we really should be hopefully retaining that trophy, and I think it'll it'll set us up, uh, and we can just put sort of this little dip that we've had behind us, and hopefully move on and move forward. Right, I tell you what, let's before we move on to because it's a very short little pod chat today uh, because of no games. Um, what what do you see as the score? What's your prediction, and who do you see? Well, I mean, I ain't doing. <laughs> Predictions, honestly. Come on, honestly. Come on, honestly. Come on. Um, do you know what? I, could, I, I, I could honestly see it as a another three-one uh, <laughs> type of game. You know, <laughs> you can see Everton getting the early first goal, <laughs> then City coming from behind the second half. Um, I don't bold, know. Bold statement there. Emma's uh, gone three-one. I don't. I don't want it to to play out that way. In all honesty, I would love to see City just control the game, keep a clean sheet. Um, I'm going to go for uh, two nil. Two nil. It'll probably be two one. Two one. <laughs> <laughs> she started off at three one. She then went to. I know. Nil, I, I can't do it. I can't. I can't commit in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I do not gamble. That's why I don't. I mean, I do. I wouldn't even know what to do with those kind of score lines. What What would the um, bookmakers say to me? Just apart from make my mind up. No, um, I did I, it I, once for an FA Cup final. It is a story. I yeah. did it once when um, it was Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah, I'm um, gonna be. I'm gonna be splinters, man, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna see a draw, uh, and it goes to pens. So yeah. I'm saying, I know, I'm sorry. I type game though where it could. Yeah, well, look, it, you know, listen. I wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't even rule it out. One it's weekends, you know, everyone's talking about Strictly. We need a little bit of entertainment. Yeah. Um, everyone's talking about Little Mix. 
FA Cup final can do that. A little bit of, you know, a little bit of glitter, 2-2 two, two penalties. And then it's, you know, winner, winner takes all. But it is, you know, that's not so bad if that's on a Saturday, but it's on a it's Sunday. Sunday. And I've got to go to work on Monday. <laughs> I don't have to go back into work with that hanging over my head and I really don't want that. So don't let that happen. <laughs> Just work from home. Everyone else is. Right, I might. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! All right, look. Let's leave that. Let's leave that aside. Um, very quick question in terms of our agenda and our on our menu. What about me? Has anyone seen Alex Morgan? Emma, have you seen Alex Morgan play football lately? No, but I've seen her on a mug in the Spurs club shop. <laughs> how ironic oh, yeah, <laughs> we can yeah. now have a cup of tea with Alex Morgan's Morgan. face on it I think they should do Alex yeah. Morgan tea it's it's like a cash cow it's unbelievable Alex Morgan tea <laughs> brought to you by Alex Morgan I know <laughs> I'm surprised they've not made their own like Tottenham Hotster branded tea bags with Alex Morgan's face on. What, but do, do, do you know? I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I joke when I say, has anyone seen Alex Morgan? But generally, has anyone seen Alex Morgan? They probably have. Not in a Spurs shirt. Um, I, be, but, I what's going to happen? Uh, you know, be, like I said, I think I don't know. Come December, they're just going to sort disappear. of for the last five minutes before she heads back <laughs> to America. I don't know. Well, depending um, on what happens in the election, they might actually choose not to go back. Who knows? True, true. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I just sort of like to just, right, come on, let's see you out there. Let's, let's see you. Put your you put know. your pads on, yeah? yeah? Get your boots on. Get, get you don't your, care if you can't shoes. control the ball from five yards. Yeah. Just let the people, let the, let the photographer and everyone else attached to the major sporting platform forms go, ooh, there's Alex Morgan. I think every game now, whether it's BC Sport, BBC. Uh, BBC or whatever, obviously, you know, when they ever use images of players to promote the games, it's it's Alex Morgan. So they can't have her sat in the stands <laughs> with a woolly hat on. That's not going to sell no. the WSL. I, I, kind of, I, kind of, I kind of just want it to happen for the Tottenham fans just because, you know, they've, they've waited long enough and uh, you know, I, have to deal with a lot of hype and speculation and uh, yeah. let's I, get it done. I think she should actually come on with her hat and her coat and just play the game like that. You know she'd probably be man of the match, you know, she'd probably still smash it anyway, so... No, it's just, just do it. She could probably sit sit down in the middle of the centre circle and she'd probably still win it, you know. Shoot, Alex, shoot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um let's I don't go. I don't know what's gonna happen with who that. Who knows? Who knows? Um, not many games left now, so not many games before, before <laughs> Christmas. Um right, let's talk about the fixtures that are coming up after the this FA Cup. Uh, fine. I'll just run for him really quickly. Uh, first up on the Saturday is um, your fan, your fancy team, Manchester City playing Bristol, mm -hmm. and then on the following day we've got Chelsea, Everton, uh, Manchester United, Arsenal, Brighton, Aston Villa, Birmingham City, West Ham, and Tottenham, Reading. All really good games, as yeah. they all are in the WSL. But the the ones you know, Manchester City. Will hopefully, I would say, get three points against Bristol because I think they're giving things away. It's part of their Christmas Christmas um, package. Who knows? I would if if Manchester City don't get a result against Bristol, I would be very surprised. Yeah. Very surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the last time we played Bristol, again, I think they scored the opening goal. They and did. Come back from behind. <laughs> no, 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 they didn't. No, we scored really early. I think, yeah, yeah. and we kind of we kind of got a really good result, but we didn't probably run away with it as perhaps many would have expected, given that we got an early goal, and then it was like, oh, the floodgates going to open. Yeah. But yeah, um, I wouldn't expect anything, but a good few goals against Bristol. I think everybody else has been doing this this, this season, so I hope we can keep up that tradition. 
we'll we'll wait and see. Um, The the Manchester City playing, obviously, the day before, will be really keen to get all three points. That's a game we can't go to. Yeah. Love a Saturday, yeah. Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, yeah. traditional. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's on the player. It'll, it'll probably be on the BBC anyway. Yeah. Um, but the two f- fixtures on the on the on the following day: Chelsea, Everton, Manchester United, Arsenal. All of the other teams that are, are that are above Manchester City. Manchester City will probably be hoping that there's a, a nil-nil draw for Everton, Chelsea that um, Manchester United hold Arsenal to a nil-nil draw and they win, so they move up in the league because that's the only kind of result that Manchester City will probably look towards and think that would be great because if any of the teams in those other two games win, they start to create a bit of a gap and it doesn't look like the top five now. It starts to look like the top three. Yeah. Um... If United can take points off Arsenal, possible. Fingers crossed in this section. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to rule it out, Ronnie. I'll be honest with you because they've been playing really well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quietly confident. That's all I'm saying. I do not see why they couldn't, to yeah. be honest, because but United have been playing well. So, like I say, quietly confident. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> desperate times and like desperate <laughs> times. <laughs> Um, you know um, obviously Arsenal have have really dominated the the WSL but I think they've fallen a bit short in other areas so I don't think I don't think it's sort of like a game that you can just see United as an underdog because I I think they can give anyone a game on when they're on their on their game and they're having a good uh, a good game even yeah. you know what I mean you know what I mean United uh you can't rule United out not so. at all not at all and you know I, I mean I don't want to wax lyrical about them too much but I've been very happy with what I've seen so far from yeah. Manchester United team and yeah, the performances no, 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 no. and just uh, you know I'm quiet I'm just kind of like yep yeah, just keep quiet no need yeah. to shout too much just because, moving slowly actually again we spoke about injuries before United have been managing their own so yeah. you know it's it's, it's been a bit of a an interesting one for United, yeah. to be honest. And yeah. um, I think if I was a United fan, I think I'd be more than happy with the start that they've made to the season. Of course. Um, I mean, they've only, what is it, the last, I think the last five games, they've pretty much won apart from the, the Liverpool County Cup. But yeah, that's it's just, listen, it's, it's just... <laughs> You know, it's just quite uh, like that. That was a blip. It's fine. Just you yeah, know. that game. That game was a. I, I watched that game. Yeah, the, the ball, yeah the, you know, someone probably boxed the cat into a corner or something like that. It was a bit of bad luck, but yeah, it's just you know, not too bad. Um, with the other fixtures, they're difficult for me. I look at Brighton and Aston Villa. And I think Aston Villa at some point will have to change their form because. They're quite close to the bottom, so they need to get a result. Brighton, as, as we have both mentioned, have held Manchester City and Everton, who are in the top five. So there's something about them. So that you know, Aston Villa really need to get a result, but you can see Brighton getting all three points. Um, Birmingham, West Ham. Interesting. You know, I. you look at West Ham play, they play some really good football but you just don't know if a goal goes against them, are they going to let them like three or four goals in, in quick succession? Yeah. Carl has done a really good, good things with Birmingham. They've, you know, good momentum. They'll be keen again to make sure they don't lose, but get all three points. So that is a really difficult game to call. and, And I can see it being a, a tough game, but I, I, you know, if I were a betting man, I'd probably say West Ham could win, but yeah. I don't bet. So there you go. I, you see, I think you would sort of, given obviously where Birmingham have come from from last season, to obviously where they're at now. I mean, it it really has been um, a short period of transition with obviously Carla coming in, but I think equally. 
within that time, she's really managed to change like the mindset mm. of the, the players that she's working with at the minute as well. So um, I think that'll really bolster them because, you know, they, they have struggled and, you know, it's it's been difficult for them and I feel that they're in a in a much better place, a, a really positive place. And I think there's, you know, we're starting to see that with positive play as well. And um I would I would quite fancy Birmingham actually, because I feel like West Ham are, are just I don't even know what's going on with West Ham at the minute. Yeah, it, it's it's it really bizarre. And at, 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 at the minute I, I kind of worry because you know a team like West Ham with the calibre of players that they've got within their squad, um, if they don't start recording these results, I'm I'm feared for Matt Beard and his job to be honest. Mm. Because as you know, as a, a good a manager he is, I still don't think he's getting the best out of them players for whatever reason. There just seems to be something not quite right. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I look at the players and like they played really good football against Arsenal for a good period of the game. And then one, the first goal went in, it was just, just like an avalanche um, in terms of the way things just crumbled. So, yeah, um, and I can see why you say Birmingham, but, you know, West Ham on their day, as they say, can, can, oh, can yeah, get all three points. Wouldn't, wouldn't rule them out at all, you know. Um, but they're just a bit inconsistent for me at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I don't see or understand why. I don't mm. know what it is with them, um, to be honest. Um, it just doesn't really make sense. And, and I hope they turn it around because they're a great squad. And, I, and, you know, I wouldn't want to see, you know, I feel, I still feel Matt Beard is, you know, a great manager and, you know, um, he's ideal for West Ham. It, but I just equally, I just expect a little bit better, and I, you know, and you've got Rachel Daly in there as well, you know, yeah. you've got to think about that, and she's not had, you know, she's had minimal impact. If you think, you know, she's gone into that squad off the back of, you know, Houston Dash winning the champion, uh, the Challenge Cup, you know, she she's had some um, great individual um, performances, and you know. A player like Rachel Daly going into that squad, you just think, wow, that's going to be immense. And it's just a bit like lackluster. It's just a bit disappointing. Yeah, it is. Well, so it has been. Yeah. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? And that's not down to like an individual player. Like, I'm not yeah. saying like, you know, Rachel Daly is West Ham and you know, this and the other. But I just, you know, I, I just think with the players that you'd, uh, you know, like um, that are around her, that have, yeah. uh, you know had like really good moments. You know, um, just to sort of elevate West Ham a little bit and just take them a little bit, you know, a little bit higher. And it's just not happened, or it's not come off so far. But you know, there's still time. Obviously, you can't rule anyone out. But yeah, I- I'm hoping that'll come for them eventually. But it's just really taking a while. That's all. Mm. Right. Um, the, our last little chit chat on 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 this game, uh, Tottenham Reading. Tottenham, you know, they've not had the greatest form uh, and the greatest bit of luck in the season so far. And Reading uh, have shown themselves to be, well, definitely the bogey team to to Manchester City. Uh, again, a difficult game to call. You, you would look at it in terms of form and say it's Reading's to win. But Tottenham have something about them uh, in terms of their play. They've got grit. They've improved since last season, obviously. And could this be the game where Alex Morgan actually, you know, removes the woolly hat and and makes her way to the centre circle and actually helps her team win? Probably not. dramatic build up there was like no not not today today (laughs) um I think to be fair a fixture like this they could they could be with her to be fair (laughs) um 
but I've been uh, quite impressed. Like I said, with Tottenham so far this season, I think all right, the results haven't gone in their favour, but um, they've shown that they've got something about them, and um, it's definitely you know there are positive there, positives there to work with. What I'd like to see from Tottenham is to just not lose their heads when that goal goes in. Just for mm. some reason, it's just like once you know their opposition has scored one, it's like. There's usually a quick succession goal um, and it kind of falls apart a little bit for them uh, yeah. for whatever reason. And they need to sort that out. They've just got to, you know, regroup and just get their heads together and, and keep fighting. And, you know, I'm not saying that they haven't, but I just think it's something they can do. Um, and I think there's just got to be a little bit sort of not urgency um but I just feel that you know if they they can't rule themselves you know rule themselves out of games you know and just let their heads drop and just think oh that's it now you know because it take you know they've got just got to show that bit more character I think yeah you know you're quite right I think I've, I've looked at some of the games and there was one particular game where they you know, conceded within a very short period of time, two goals, and it just looked like they'd lost, not say lost their heads, but there seemed to be a lack of concentration. And sometimes when it's when it's down to a particular player or a couple of players, and when they get the ball again, there's almost like a panic. Yeah. You know, they're not settled um, mm-hmm. in terms of having the ball so quickly. And, um, you know, at, at the level that they're playing at, they're, they're going to have to expect that if they make a mistake, they're going to have to forget about it quite quickly. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and go again. Yeah, and that's part of, you know, playing a professional's game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they've just got a, you know, yeah. it's like up to a certain point, they can execute their game plan really well you know, they could get to 60, 70 minutes and then concede the goal and then it just falls apart. Mm. And they've just got to keep thinking, well, it's 70 minutes. You know what I mean? There's still time for us to get back in this game and just not let it sort of rule rule the game for them. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll, we'll hope and see. So that, that fixture is going to be a very interesting... I mean, they're all interesting fixtures, but obviously the ones that everyone will be talking about are the ones that involve... Man City and obviously Chelsea and Everton and Man United and Arsenal, but it, it, at the bottom, the bottom half of the uh, the league, you, yeah. you really want to see the form of those teams turn for the the better, so that the league is is competitive, and you want you know the 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 decisiveness in terms of every team's attack. To, to improve, but also you want the league to look interesting as, as the season progresses. What you don't want is to see who's been relegated by November. Yeah. But what I don't really appreciate is if Bristol could just hang on just another week before the comeback is on. <laughs> <laughs> just a little request, Bristol. If you would be so kind as to leave your resurgence until mid-November, that would be mostly appreciated by Emma. Not too much. Small card and a small donation will be making its way to your clubhouse very soon. <laughs> oh, God. Right. I think we've done it. We've talked about the FA Cup. We've talked about your team. We've talked about the, the next fixtures. And we've even asked, has anyone seen Alex Morgan? There is nothing else to talk about. We're done. We're finished. Until the next time, obviously. Emma... It's been great and you you are obviously smiling now and I hope you're going to be smiling at the end of uh, the FA Cup final as well. I hope so. Yeah, well, you will be, I think. <laughs> no, it's nice. You know, it seems so weird um, having an FA Cup final to exactly. look forward to this in, early in the yeah, season. Exactly. It's messing with my mind. I'm telling it. you, it is so crazy. This is like... Christmas come early and you know that in like five months time Christmas is coming again you're not thinking what twice it's it's just so weird because you know we're gonna play this and then almost as soon as you you know even for City or Everton whoever go on and win it you know as soon as you know that cup is listed lifted 
it's like you can't even celebrate it. Yeah, it's it's, yours. it's like, not yours. You you probably won't even be able to take it home. You just gotta no. leave it at Wembley. Leave it at Wembley. <laughs> uh, it's it's just a really strange one. Um, but I'm glad to see uh, the competition being like concluded. Uh, yeah. You know, regardless of City being in it or whoever, it's nice that uh, we were able to carry it on and, and get it done. Um, there you go. I think with the disappointment of obviously the the league being abandoned because uh, of COVID, uh, yeah, it's it's just good to get it done. So I hope it's a trophy we can go on and retain. Uh, I think that will really sort of give us a, a little bit more confidence moving forward for the season. But, but it's going to be a good game and uh, fair play to Everton. I hope they enjoy the occasion too. Yeah, well, in, 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 you know, in, in a style of balance, go on Everton, because there's no one for Everton, so I'm saying go on Everton. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> All right, All right Emma, I'm going to say thanks for joining today. Really appreciate it. Really good catching up with you and talking football, as always. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, you're part of the furniture now, so you can't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it from us. This is the WSL Takeout. It was Cup Clash Hopes. This was the episode where we all talked about the FA Cup and um, Alex Morgan. Until next time, bye for now. Laters. Where's the off button? <laughs>